0: hey y'all pink lady here i use she her pronouns and i am happy to be here welcome to part three of podcasting is the new kink where i am sharing more of myself today we're talking about my natural hair journey i'm learning to love my natural kinks and curls I'm going to break down my journey in school years because that is easiest for me to really remember what was going on in my head back then and I'm going to also talk about my big chop and how that forced me to really look at myself and how I felt about hair then versus how I feel about hair now. So let's do it. So I knew nothing about hair growing up. My mom permed my hair very early. I was like three or four and that was it. (laughs) We didn't do the like mommy and me hair salon dates. We didn't spend time together doing each other's hair. That was just not our thing. My mom was all about like, convenience and comfort. And it's funny because I'm all about that now, but growing up, I didn't care about convenience or comfort. (laughs) She had either braids or locks for literally most of my life. I'm 31. So probably about 25 of those years, she had either braids or her locks, which she has now. So in middle school, I always wore my hair in a ponytail. It was always in a ponytail because I just didn't care. I didn't care how I looked. And my mom was like, you're going to school. As long as you look presentable, that's really all that matters. I would get my hair done for special occasions. But for the most part, my hair was just in a ponytail. And it was very long. It was very thick. It was hard to manage. So That ponytail was easy, okay? (laughs) Middle school is where I started getting picked on for having nappy hair. It's so weird to me because I really, I always loved the, like, wild and crazy, wet, wavy, like, natural hair look. I just, I didn't know that that was natural hair back then. I had no idea what my natural hair looked like, but when I started getting picked on for having quote-unquote nappy hair, that's when I stopped liking it. That's when, oh shit, all eyes are on me because of my hair. Oh no, I don't like this, came into play. And that's when I definitely started to care about how I looked. school. Now, that is when I discovered all the hair trends for myself. I figured it out. I was talking to friends. I was going to salons and seeing what they do and how they do it. I was looking in magazines and all that stuff. I did not have the internet readily available for me like it is now, so I couldn't just Google, you know, how to do my hair or hairstyles or anything I had to learn from the source, (laughs) pretty much. My go-to style was a perm and a doobie. I started getting doobies every two weeks, perms every four weeks. My shit was laid. My hair was very long, straight, flowy. I could, you know, turn my head and flip it and do all the nice, ooh, tricks with my hair. And I was loving it. And I wasn't the only one. I started to get so much attention when I started to wear my hair out, like so much attention, especially from boys and men, males, and that just made me want it even more. (laughs) I started to experiment with, you know, colors and different styles, bangs, cuts, all that good stuff, but for the most part, I kept the long, straight hair look, and it worked for me. I had low self-esteem, low, 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 low self-esteem. But my hair was on point and I knew that. I had, quote unquote, what they call good hair. And back then I reveled in it. I loved it. I'm like, yeah, I got good hair. You don't have good hair, but I do. And I mean, now I know the truth, but yeah. All right, now, college. There were so many natural black beauties at Howard University. Like, so many. Back then, natural hair was a movement. It was like a movement going on where we're like going back natural. We're getting rid of perms. We're throwing out our perms and we're going back to our natural hair and we're learning to love our naturalness, right? Natural skin, natural bodies, all of that stuff. And I was in. (laughs) I was 100% completely in. I followed that movement and I was all for it. But then came the struggle because I didn't know how to do natural hair. I had no idea what I was doing. Natural hair products and salons are expensive as fuck. And I was in college i was broke i couldn't afford that i didn't know how to do it and i couldn't afford to get it done so i was on the struggle bus okay and more than that i didn't even like my natural curls or what i saw of what were my natural curls i went through a whole depression like i was sick i started to think You know, only these girls that look this way can be natural. You know, that natural hair look, that like mixed exotic look where your hair is like long and curly, you know, that look, I'm thinking like, you know, if you don't look like that, you can't be natural because it's just not gonna work. It has to be, it's not working for me. So it's gotta be a thing, right? But then, and you see, this is why representation is so important. I started to see people who looked like me, who had hair like mine going natural and rocking the hell out of their natural curls. And I was just like, oh, this is possible. I can do this. So at this time, remember, this is when I was in college and you know, I'm at Howard the H-U, the H-B-C-U, so many people were coming on campus, giving away samples of their products. I got so many samples. I started to talk to people about my hair. I started to, this is when the internet was actually, you know, getting bigger and YouTube was actually gaining traction and everybody was sharing their stories on YouTube and all that stuff. And I just started to experiment and it just started feeling so much better. I felt like I was actually doing things to my hair and it was getting better. I was liking it and I just kept trying different things, different products, different routines until I found what worked for me. I found my groove and I did not look back. Hey, y'all. Pink Lady here. I'm a podcast producer, director, coach, and host. And I want to tell you all about my production company, Pink Lady Productions. We collaborate with creatives like you who are driven to share your message by launching your podcast from A to Z and coaching you through the process. To learn more about our services, check out our website at pinkladyprod.com. That's P-I-N-K. L-A-D-Y-P-R-O-D dot All right, now, post-college, after graduation, we're talking about 2017-ish. I have been trying out a bunch of different things with my hair, shorter cuts, different colors and all these things, and I was just bored. I was super bored with my hair and I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to do a big chop. I had heard about big chops a lot (laughs) from going natural. You hear people tell you all the time that the big chop is the best way to go natural. It is the best way for your hair to just really revitalize itself. It's the best way to start over with, you know, your real natural hair not hair that has been tainted by different products. Up until then, I hadn't done a big chop. I just transitioned my hair. So I was thinking about it. I finally decided on it, but I was scared. I had long hair my whole life. What is my life going to be without hair? I didn't know, and I was scared. Then one day... I washed my hair and I just didn't feel like doing nothing to it. I literally, I washed it. I did a good washing and then it came time to detangle it. And I was just like, "Mm, no, I don't want to do this. (laughs) If you are natural, you have thick hair, then you, you know, you know that detangling process can be, That's all I'm going to say, because <laughs> you know, you can relate. If you don't know, then go ask somebody with long, thick, curly, natural hair. and They will tell you. But anyway, I got to that point and I was just like, you know what? Today is the day and I will never forget. I just stood in the mirror. I grabbed me some shears and I got the cutting. Yes, I did the big chop. Myself. <laughs> and it was the most, hmm, it was freeing, yet terrifying, all at the same time. It was, I'm starting a new chapter in my life and I'm opening up myself to new things. But again, it was that fear of the unknown. I'm going to cut my hair today. and What is going to happen because I cut my hair today, tomorrow? I cut my hair today and what repercussions am I going to have to deal with because of it? But what was done was already done. I had already chopped my hair off, so I just had to deal with whatever consequences were going to come. And then I saw myself without hair for the first time, and it was jarring. I did not know it was going to be that surprising. You know, like, I see my face every day. I didn't realize how much of an effect having a full head of hair made on my image You know, I didn't realize that it was going to be such a different person looking at me when I see myself in the mirror. I had gotten so used to seeing this package, this face and hair and whatever else, if I had on makeup or earrings and jewelry, whatever. But now it was just my face. Now, I did have a professional go back in and, you know, shape me up and have me looking real good because at first I was looking kind of crazy. But that's okay, you know, I did it. I took that leap and I was ready to face whatever. And I was, I was 25. I was grown. I was, you know, doing my own thing. I thought I had already push through all of these issues of, you know, insecurity and lack of confidence, I thought I was done with that. That's high school shit. Why am I dealing with it now? (laughs) But I was dealing with it because I was looking in this mirror and something just felt wrong. I started to feel ashamed and ugly. And it's so crazy because people would tell me that, yeah, you should feel ashamed. You are ugly. People were upset with me for cutting my hair off, cutting that, quote-unquote, all that beautiful hair. And it was so crazy to me because I just never even... I never even thought about how other people would react to me cutting my hair. I knew it would be a surprise for me, and I knew I would have to go through know, all the emotions and whatever for me personally. Right. But I never even thought like people are going to be upset with me because I cut my hair. <laughs> it's actually very crazy to me, but my response was always the same. Even when I was going through my depression and all of that, it was, it's just hair. It'll grow back. That is all it does. All your hair does is grow, literally. So it's going to grow back. So I stood up for myself and I was definitely defending myself, but people didn't know on the inside, bro, I feel you. I, I understand where you're coming from and I actually feel the same way. It's so funny to me now because I know now that I was doing shadow work, but back then I was just looking at myself. You know, I was just looking at myself and trying to figure out why I felt so wrong. And that actually sparked my healing journey. (laughs) Back then, I just knew something in me is changing. Something has to change because I can't keep looking at myself and feeling this way because there is nothing wrong with me. Like in my head, I felt like, yo, I'm beautiful Like, I'm all these things. I'm dope as hell. I'm the shit. Why do I feel this way? So I started to dig in. And (laughs) that really sparked a healing journey for me. And now my hair is the longest that it's ever been. It's the healthiest. It's the thickest. And no one ever sees it. (laughs) My hair is in protective styles all the time, because I don't feel like doing it. I'm just being honest here, okay? It's a lot of hair. I don't feel like doing it every day. Maybe, like, you know, a few times a week, I'll do something to it. But that's it. You're not getting me every day, all right? <laughs> and I mention that because it it's funny how life comes full circle, right? When I was younger, I could care less about my appearance what I looked like, it just, it literally did not matter to me. Okay. Then it became the first thing I thought about, you know, before anything else, before waking up and being grateful that I'm alive, I'm waking up and thinking about what I'm going to put on today, how I'm going to make myself look. And now it's just, it's so low on the list. (laughs) I said in the beginning how comfort and convenience was a thing for my mom. And now it is completely a thing for me. It is like the main things, comfort and convenience. (laughs) And uh, another thing is like my appearance used to be based on what other people thought. But now the only opinion that matters is mine. Another thing that came full circle was how I always liked the wild, crazy hair, you know, not knowing that it was actually my natural hair. And now I love it more than ever, (laughs) but I had to learn to love it. And I'm so glad that I took that journey. Okay. So that is all for today, but Next up, I'm going to be talking about my sexuality journey. So please stay tuned. I'm so excited to share it with you. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything I talked about on this episode, you can DM me on Instagram at Pink Lady Pride. That's P-I-N-K-L-A-D-Y. E-R-O-D. Or you can email me at jasmine at pinkladyprod.com. Jasmine is spelled J-A-S-M-I-N-E. If you want more info about Pink Lady Productions or me, you can visit our website at pinkladyprod.com. Subscribe to Podcasting is the new king for updates on new episodes. And please feel free to share it. Also, please rate and review the show. Peace.